Hello everyone! Welcome to another episode of Debatable with your hosts, Tina and Kyle. And for this holidays, we ruin Christmas for you. Specifically Santa Claus. Let's cancel Santa! Christmas, Kyle. Merry Christmas, Nina. All right. So, so we are recording from my house in the province. Yes. I have Nina over for yes. this holiday season. Yes, I've been adopted. Yay! I'm no longer an orphan. <laughs> so we're, we're here. We decided, why not record? There's barely any internet in this farm. Um, barely anything to do. And we had a lot of time to talk about Christmas and all the possible arguments and discussions that I will bring up to make Kyle's entire family uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm ready to fight your family, Kyle. (laughs) So first, you were thinking about like, who owns the North Pole? You were thinking about, is it rest nullius? Is it rest communist? Mm -hmm. Yes, normal conversations. Normal conversations, you know, during the Christmas season. So we discovered though, that Denmark apparently has a claim to the North Pole. Yeah, so apparently, so um, the, the general rule is for places like the high seas, outer space, um, Antarctica, mm. and maybe and even the North Pole, the rule there is no country gets to own it. It's res nullius or terra nullius, which means that no country owns that land. No country owns the high seas, no country owns outer space, no country owns um, Antarctica. And there's another concept called um, res communis, which is basically that everyone owns it. Everyone owns yes. it. So everyone has the right, for example, to exploit parts of the high seas, for example. Um, so the, the problem with North Pole is that in the early 2010s and I think around 2014, Denmark claimed the entirety of the North Pole. It's 2015 actually. Uh-huh. I yeah. do have matter. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is what we're going to talk about for a little bit before we go on to the meat and potatoes of this episode, which mm. is about Santa. All right. So according to um, Denmark, they have exerted sovereign rights over the North Pole. And let's talk a little bit about this. And we didn't prep this. So yeah, let yeah. me just go off script for a little bit. Okay. So, um, the North Pole is very near Greenland. And do you know what country, if Greenland is a country? No. Don't quiz me. I feel stupid. It's from no, the followers. <laughs> because I used to think that Greenland was its own country. Mm. But it's not. It's actually part of Greenland. It is It is the subject of this entire case um, in international law called the Eastern Greenland case. Where the court decided that it was actually Denmark that has sovereign powers over Greenland. Because it has historically exerted um, sovereign rights oh, over I that land. Oh, I read this case. Yeah, I read this case yeah. for my class. So, I think the theory of, Gre- of Greenland, of Denmark here, is to extend its argument in Greenland and extend it to the North Pole. Mm-hmm. So, before it was considered to be res nullius, it was considered by Denmark to be part of its sovereign territory. Mm. So, I don't think it was ruled upon yet. I don't know. I-, I personally would like it a bit more if it was res nullius. Yeah. But if it's not, let's talk about the motion again. Let's talk about the motion. The motion is this house would arrest Santa Claus. Yes. So literally, we're going to send this guy to jail. Yeah. So before, there are going to be two parts to this discussion. The first
first part is, do we even have the right to arrest him? And who and then, has the right, if ever? And who has the right to arrest? And then second, let's talk about... All um, the crimes of Santa Claus! Yeah, all the crimes of Santa yeah. Claus. Yeah! So first, do we have the right to arrest Santa Claus? Let's think about it. Um, If we're under the assumption of um, the North Pole being Resnolius, everyone has a right to it, then obviously, everyone has the right to arrest. Yeah, it's like yeah. the high seas. It's like the high seas mm. and like piracy. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I know things. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about why he's a pirate later. No, don't spoil it! Okay, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so if it's Resnolius, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Every state has the right to arrest. Yes. But if it is, for example, Denmark, this gets a little bit more complicated. And I think on government, we can argue that states have the right to arrest because of the responsibility to protect. Mm-hmm. The responsibility to protect is basically where if there are egregious human rights violations and the host state, in this case Denmark, is either unwilling or unable to protect its citizens against egregious human rights violations, then the international community has the collective responsibility to protect these populations against... Does it mean that the elves are part of them? Are they even registered citizens? No, I, 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 they're not. They're probably not registered citizens. But I still think that they're like deserving of protection from the international I mean, obviously, community. Obviously. I'm not <laughs> arguing against that. I am not for human rights violations, just to be clear. <laughs> You're cancelled. I'm cancelled. Alright, continue. Yeah, so that'll be my argument. Like, even if it were Denmark, we have they have the responsibility to protect um, their people, yeah. even the elves. And if they're unwilling or unable to do so, then it becomes the duty of the international community to intercede on the elves' behalf. And I don't think that Denmark can hide um, behind the notion that, oh, the elves aren't even our citizens. Because if you think about it, if you go to another place, let's go to um, Myanmar. <laughs> let's okay. talk about the Rohingya uh, for, uh, for, uh, okay. for a little bit. All right. So the Rohingya aren't even citizens of Myanmar and yet they are being subjected to inhumane treatment. If we're going to restrict the notion of responsibility to protect to only mean the protection of the citizens of that country then we restrict ourselves to and we like disallow ourselves from like interceding on behalf of those oppressed peoples that aren't even recognized to be citizens by their own states. Yeah. So I would say on government that's an airtight case for YNC. Yeah. It's possible, yeah. I mean, in, in opposition, I wouldn't attack like the whole jurisdiction and who cares. Who cares? Yeah. I would just go straight to talking about why we shouldn't do it, why there are repercussions to arrest Santa, etc. But yeah. let's go to the arguments, the fun parts, you the know? The fun part. Mm. The second part, let's talk about what crimes there are. Yeah, let's send this guy to jail. Yay! For government, there are lots of obvious crimes here, right? So obviously, he's, he's running a fascist Arctic labor colony. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's doing a lot of trespassing. Obviously, he's doing a lot of burglary. Obviously, he's running a surveillance-type state kind of thing. So let's talk about those basic crimes first. Basic every, crimes. Every time you Google, oh, is Santa a criminal? These are the crimes that show up the most. So first, slavery, right? We don't really know like who these elves are, but we also don't know if they're getting paid. We also don't know if they're allowed to form unions. We don't know if they even have holiday breaks. For all we know, because the only records that we have of elves are like the elves that are working in Santa's workshop, they're probably raised there from birth to death. And their literal purpose in life is to assist this old man. Yeah. And like from the movie Elf, the one with Will Ferrell, we're made also to believe that they are like children in mindset throughout their whole lives. That's also a form of abuse in itself. Like literally, they are not being raised. 
raised properly to develop their own faculties and thinking skills. Yeah, so it's it's either child labor or at the very least we get him because he doesn't have the proper documentation. Yeah. But the reason why I believe that this is um, slavery is because um, since we know that a lot of them from the movie Elf, since we know that a lot of them are like children in mindset, they probably did not have the ability to consent. So if you have a syndication of doing this, of people who cannot consent, making them work like so many nights a year to make um, toys toys for other children, that's basically a sweatshop. But more than that, they didn't consent to it because they were born and raised believing that this was their purpose in life. Mm. So for all respects and per- for, for all like uh, for all purposes for our purposes i mean this this is ob- very obviously slavery yep yeah so that's the first basic crime we oh, have basic crime oh. <laughs> next let's talk about trespassing and burglary all right this so, is pretty basic yeah how does he enter into a house right so he enters many houses he enters into your ha- homes using the chimney or if there is no chimney obviously obviously using the window yep, obviously, he never definitely. uses the door definitely right? so under our laws if anybody enters into a home using a method that is not created to affect entrance, like let's say a window, or let's say a chimney, or let's say underground, I don't know what Through kind a of... Speak- secret tunnel system. Like a secret tunnel system. <laughs> that is um, unlawful entry. Alright? So that's already trespassing. So there is an argument that opposition could make. Like, oh you, like a lot of these people put out cookies, like put out warm milk, and that obviously means consent. Like they consented um, with, they consented to Santa's breaking and entering. And my answer to that is, how does Santa know that it was there like for like for his purposes, right? How does Santa know that the warm milk and cookies were put there specifically for him? Did the owners of the homes communicate to him beforehand? Yeah, yeah, that's possible though. Like letters from the children to Santa Claus, like please visit me and give me my gift on the 24th. I used to make letters to Santa, so I think that's a document of consent in it. Alright, but in my opinion, I don't think that that counts as much because um, I'm a child. You, first of all, you were a child. Mm. But second of all, even if you have, con- it, mm, second of all, even if you might have consented to Santa entering, um, Santa probably does not know or shouldn't have reason to believe that the consent was that the consent happened. Because in order for consent to happen, the consent must first be communicated. So it's not enough for child Dina to say, "Oh, Santa, please visit me." There also needs to be like a consent. Us, like like parents also sending Santa letters like dear Santa please listen to Nina's request <laughs> and break into our home we yeah. consent to it so I don't think that you can presume that at least in most instances that I am familiar with even if the child says please visit me Santa the parents do not take it to mean please invade my home it's right? bad. Yeah. So it's still breaking and entering no matter how you cut it. Yeah. So surveillance, this it's is the third, third basic crime. crime. Yep. Right? Surveillance. This is simple because how does he know if you are sleeping? How does he know if you're awake? How does how- he know if you've been bad or good? Right? So according to Klaus, like the movie Klaus from Netflix, it was all just made up. By but the I way, don't you should watch that. you should watch that movie though. I don't believe that. I think Klaus is pro Santa Claus propaganda. Wow. I don't really believe this. Wow. In fact, 
I believe that Santa is actually a person who has changed his identity over the years and was rebranded by the Christian majority in order to make him palatable to the masses. Because I have it on good faith, I have an informant that said <laughs> you have an informant. Wow. <laughs> that said that ancient Germanic tribes um, who worship Odin, as in the Norse god Odin. Um, and they said that in, during those times, they feared that during the December parts of the year, during winters, they would see Odin riding through the night sky on, on Slaupnir, which is the eight, his eight-legged horse. Um, and basically, he does surveillance on everybody. And if you do something bad outside of your home, he will punish you. So I have reason to believe that this version of Odin just changed his identity and also um, was helped by the Christian majority in order to make him palatable so um he got help from big christianity okay he got help from big, big christianity Christians. Yeah. <laughs> big christianity yeah. okay that's a thing now <laughs> yeah um he has big christians in his pocket big christian yeah. energy the, the, the big christian lobby okay okay we get it we get it yeah. you're big so, christian so we have three arguments here we mm. have slavery we have trespass and burglary we have surveillance all right let's talk about closing let's talk about closing yeah, if i was closing i'd be like oh no what other crimes what exist? other crimes oh. all right what other non-basic crimes exist so first let's talk about animal abuse <laughs> right animal abuse let's think about poor rudolph the red-nosed slave all right so let's think about it what does rudolph have to do during christmas he has to travel at least twenty-four thousand nine hundred one miles because that's the circumference of the earth and for 300 pound creatures like rudolph and like on average, on, on average yeah. reindeers weigh about 300 pounds right okay in order to travel one mile that is around 200 calories so if we multiply 24,901 miles by 200 calories that's at least 400,000 calories a night why is this super bad all right so that's 1,600 big macs per reindeer and we know that it isn't just rudolph okay rudolph leads a whole bunch of reindeer i don't know their names but they have names also uh, don't stop dehumanizing the reindeer anyway yeah so that's 1600 big macs per reindeer also if any person if you eat 2000 calories a day every single day for a whole year that's around 750,000 calories so imagine having to eat half a year's worth of food in one night to fly a freaking jolly boy and all of his millions of gifts Alright, and this is only the minimum, right? 400,000 calories is just the minimum. Yep. Because we don't just circle around the world once. Because it's just one like one rotation or whatever. They have to circle it over and over again to reach every single part of the earth. So this is obviously cruel and inhumane treatment against animals. There's no way that you can argue against that. And I'm pretty sure you need like a license if you want to own reindeer as a pet. I don't think he has proper documentation for anything at all. Yeah. Mm. Although on opposition, you can argue that one of the exceptions to uh, to um, animal animal abuse, at least under our law, is if it's it is yeah, yeah, it's in the exercise of religious activities. Yeah, religious um, beliefs. Yeah. But I disagree with that because even if you have religious beliefs, um, the question now becomes whether or not Santa himself believes that there is a religious responsibility to do this. And I don't think that he genuinely believes that because the practice 
practice emanates from his own like belief. So he's basically creating his own religion to serve his own purposes to like not answer for animal abuse. Yeah, but what does Santa get out of this? What does he get from? I think Santa is just doing this to feed his own vain glory. His reputation and ego, you say? Yeah. Mm, maybe he, we'll talk about that in up. We'll talk about that in up. But for me though, like another up argument is like just to respond to the whole animal abuse thing is isn't the whole story of Rudolph the fact that he wanted to volunteer? Like a lot of the reindeer take a lot of pride in what they do every Christmas, right? Yeah, but the reason why we we're protecting animals is because they can't really consent. Yeah, but we're no, talking so about fictional reindeer with names and glowing noses. I didn't know that Rudolph was fictional. <laughs> I thought you were assuming that he's a real okay, person. Okay, fine, fine. Obviously, we're assuming they're real. Um, but we're, if we assume that, we also have to assume, therefore, that he has the ability to talk because that's how he communicated with Santa that he wanted, right? So yeah, if we're gonna take everything as real, yeah, but you can't consent yourself into slavery. Ah, that's so, true. There's the dang. argument. Okay, all right, all right. Moving on. Moving on. So we already know that he's an animal abuser. Okay, what else can closing run, Kyle? What else can closing run? <laughs> I think that I can argue that not only is he a slaver not only is he a burglar not only is he the representation of a surveillance state he's also a pirate let's talk about the own clause for a bit the un convention of the law of the sea because article 100 oh my god you did research okay in own clause Mm. talks about piracy so piracy basically is any illegal act of violence on the high seas against other ships or aircrafts or against persons or property on board those um, ships or aircraft. So, let's talk about cruise ships. Yes. Let's talk about OFWs. Let's talk about seafarers. Yep. Is it, they we're also going celebrate. Here. They also celebrate Christmas, right? So if they celebrate Christmas, that means that Santa necessarily has to break and enter into these ships in order to affect Christmas onto these vessels. So this is just trespassing in Berkeley, but we're extending it to cruises yes. in the high seas. So it is an illegal act of violence in order to enter the vessel. Um, so this is an internationally recognized crime and it goes beyond the territorial jurisdiction of states, which means that since it's on the high seas, any state can sue Santa for piracy now, right? So he's a pirate. He's obviously a pirate. Okay. He's a pirate slaver surveillance state. What else? And this is, I think, the the best argument. The best (laughs) argument. I will argue that Santa is guilty of genocide. Okay, go for it. Stop laughing. Explain yourself. Genocide. Let's take a look at the genocide convention for a little bit. Okay. So, genocide talks about a particular list of actions that when committed with the intent to destroy an ethnic or national um, minority group um, leads to genocide. So there's a misconception that genocide can only happen if you kill a bunch of people. That's only one of the ways Mm. to commit genocide, but it's not the only way to commit genocide. One of the other ways to commit genocide is to deliberately inflict on the group conditions of life that are calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. So let's remember again about the elves. We don't know about any other instances in history where elves were ever considered to be a group of people. It is only in Santa and Santa's household. It's only in the North Pole. Mm. So we can assume therefore that the elves are a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group that is inherent 
in the North Pole. Mm. So what Santa does is, by forcing them into involuntary servitude, Santa is deliberately inflicting on the elves conditions of life that are calculated to bring about its physical destruction. Why do I say that this is um, calculated to bring about their destruction? Obviously, it's because it is. It would be unreasonable to expect any group of people to be responsible for the gifts of every single human child on the planet. So, obviously, these are conditions that no worker would be able to survive. So, in order to finish these, uh, finish these job orders, these elves would necessarily have to work day and night, toiling over and over again for these toys to be made. Yes. So, this is obviously like extremely. Um, tiring. <laughs> this is obviously mm. extremely tiring. Mm. And like, it'll be really bad for their health. So even if you create a systematic means of um, making people's health depreciate over time, that could also be considered genocide for the purposes of ge- the genocide convention. Yep. So Santa should be arrested, I think, on government. Do you have any arguments for all? No, not really. <laughs> we didn't really prep up that much. We were very excited for Gov. So I think in op, basically, you're just here to debunk a lot of the claims that government makes. So I would argue that obviously a lot of people consent to the existence of Santa Claus because they leave out cookies for him. They actually invite him to this home. No one ever reports that someone breaks into their home, right? I'd say that a lot of arrests are only actionable if people actually complain about it or if someone brings it forward, right? Because who are you to assume that it's a blur- burglary if you know, there was no report or actual like complaints yeah. about it, yeah. right? So who is acting? Who gets to decide that he his actions are wrong all of a sudden if people are completely fine with it? Um, as to the discussion of surveillance, I don't know. That, that one's hard. Um, maybe he's just psychic. Do we have to arrest people for being psychic? We don't know if he's actually oh, yeah. spying on yeah. people. Like what if he just intuitively knows if someone's good or bad? It's a power he can't control. I think that we have to assume that Santa is first innocent to be able to discuss this properly. I think you guys are all just excited to put him in jail, but we don't even know the extents of his powers, the extents of what he really does, right? Does the presumption of innocence extend to Santa Claus? I mean, if the, the crimes and the charges extend to him, I think the principle should apply to him as well. Don't all you? Right. Hmm. All right. All right. All right. As to the genocide, I don't know. I feel like even if you did charge him with genocide, what are the odds that it will succeed? I'm pretty sure the international criminal like like court. International that, criminal court. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really bad at like pursuing justice, right? So I don't think that they do this. I'd also argue, as an extension, we have other priorities. He's not a problem. I deal with ISIS. I deal with everyone else instead of Santa Claus. He's bringing joy into our hearts. Why would I arrest someone who's probably giving children children gifts? The people who's actually maybe the only person who gives refugees a reason to hope. You know? It diminishes our political capital yes. in order to yes. <laughs> deal exactly. with other things. Exactly. So I have a lot of feelings as to why we shouldn't arrest Santa Claus because there are real life repercussions. All the children in the orphanages that don't have parents to give them gifts, who will they turn to now that you've arrested Santa Claus? I'd say you'd cause a rebellion from all the children all around the world if you put Santa in jail. I guess that's it for this motion. For this Christmas special. <laughs> for this Christmas special where we rant about for a really long time about the culpability of Santa. <laughs> yep. So if you need like a really nice conversation starter, this would be it. You are welcome. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your holiday. 
Enjoy thinking about Santa Claus and whether or not he was a criminal his entire time. Bye! Bye!